GeorgiaBulldogsAthens.com and the Athens Banner Herald. This is the Georgia Bulldogs podcast. Bulldogs Extra. Now, Mark Weiser and Ryan Dennis. All right, welcome in to another edition of the Bulldogs Extra podcast from onlineathens.com and the Athens Banner Herald, Ryan Dennis, alongside UGA beat writer Mark Weiser. And we're about an hour after the storm blew through real fast, brought a little bit of heavy rain, but uh, now it looks like spring outside, Mark Weiser. That's correct, meteorologist Ryan Dennis, uh, and uh, there were supposed to be some tornadoes possible this morning. Didn't happen. Hey, by the way, did uh, you get the Amber Alert at like 6 a.m.? It was actually an Amber Alert. It was not a weather update. That's what I know. I mean, you got to be smart about that. I mean, I understand the purpose of the Amber Alert, but at 6 a.m. when you're expecting storms, that's not the that's not the time to shoot that bad boy out. Were you, were you asleep at that point? Uh, but <laughs> I was until that thing uh, did, did, blasted next to my ear. Did you go to the Ryan Dennis uh, tornado bunker? <laughs> no, well, I pulled up the weather and it said no, uh, you know, nothing was happening in our area. But uh, anyway, I think we dodged a bullet. Well, I don't know what the weather is in Indianapolis, but uh, the March Madness begins tonight, I think, right? Yeah, and guess who's not in it once again? Um, I think that would be... you Georgia Bulldogs. You're talking about um, Ole Miss? Yeah, that is true. They just missed, weren't they? Last four out, maybe? First mm-hmm. four out, something like that? The uh, Rhode Island School of Design? <laughs> I'm talking about the Georgia Bulldogs, who once again will not make the tournament uh, under under Tom Crean. Though the women are uh, sitting pretty out in San Antonio. Yeah, we'll talk about the women's uh, tournament and that team. Uh, you know what? Let's just say this word right now. Georgia football has started spring practice. Yeah, pro the day, crowd goes wild. Pro day was yesterday. We will dive into all of that, what we've learned so far in the, uh, I don't know, two and a half hours they were on the field on Tuesday. They are actually going out there, I imagine, in about an hour and a half this afternoon uh, as we speak here. And... Uh, this will be uh, practice number two of 15. Let's, uh, let's bounce back, though. Uh, yeah, no Georgia basketball in the NCAA tournament. There was uh, an outside chance. At least uh, Tom Crean hoped they would have an outside chance to make the NIT, although I didn't see it happening. I was surprised when he actually brought that up. Uh, but then when you, uh, you know, th- think about the teams that might wanted to opt out, um, I was a little nervous, 830, that, uh, you know, the season could keep on going. But, uh, you know, Georgia, it turned out, wasn't even in the uh, four – uh, closest teams to the 16-team field. Ryan, have you made your... Uh, actually, I just when I came in here, I did see you writing mm-hmm. down uh, your, your picks. Uh, Ryan's doing it old school. He's writing it down on, on actual newspaper. Yeah, see, I'm a bit of an old-fashioned guy in that sense, and I you know I keep the newspaper beside me where I sit to watch TV and pull it pull it out and mark off my teams. I also have it online, though. I mean, it's on a, you know, a bracket. I'm with did, a... Did you, fin- did you fill that one out completely? Filled it out completely. I just actually I did the one through my uh, phone app first, and then I just copied it. But I, right. I like looking at the news. All right, let's go on the record. Uh huh. Who you got? Give, give our final four picks. I just pulled up mine, which I did online. Hold on, hold on. Let right. me get mine. All right. What, what, what paper you got there? The Athens Banner Herald, March sixteenth edition. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say this though. Um, I I don't remember what I used to do back in the day, but. I go with my gut instinct and I do the bracket pretty fast when I make my picks and I don't I don't walk it back like Yeah, me too. Georgia Tech's losing, I think they're second Mo- leading Moses score. right, yeah. Second leading score. I switched that. Uh see, I don't do that. I leave it leave no, it. No, no. So you got to I did in my COVID picks already. Times. Nope. 
Okay, go for it. And also, who is it? Uh, I is know. UVA even playing? Have we determined? I, mean, I haven't heard that they're not. Um, all right, let's let's do two things. One, before we uh, we make our final four picks and give them out, let's let's go over the SEC teams and how far we have them going. I'm going to start with uh, Missouri, the team that last uh, that ended Georgia's season back uh when was that that was a week ago right mm-hmm. it seems like it was two weeks ago uh i got them uh bouncing out in the first round to oklahoma i uh too have them losing okay uh yeah just don't see it happening that that team has uh, i think they were 500 in the conference maybe mm-hmm. all right as i scroll down lsu oh are they in that same bracket mm-hmm. well they're in the yeah that that side are they in the west i don't know they're down the south, I think. Oh, yeah. I got LSU beating St. Bonaventure and then going up against Michigan and uh, going out in the round of 32. Yep, same with me. LSU uh, did make it to the finals. And by the way, I uh, did pick Alabama versus LSU. And I, and I got that right. I went shock with Alabama. Mm-hmm. All right, another SEC team, uh, I believe is in that same bracket on the bottom there, aren't they? Alabama. Mm-hmm. Here's what I have them doing. Beating Iona. Mm-hmm. Beating Maryland. Beating Texas and beating Michigan. Okay, I'm losing to Michigan. I have them in the Final Four. That's uh, yeah, that's probably a hot pick. And then, I, the and then I have them bowing out. Yeah, I've got them. Uh, I've got them losing to Michigan and then uh, Michigan in the Final Four against. Do you want to? You want to? Gonzaga. What are you saying? Michigan in the Final Four against Gonzaga. Yeah, I'm actually trying to see where this thing is on here. Uh. Oh, I got – whoa, I don't want to give that away yet. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying sorry, that. Sorry. All right, on the other side of the bracket, uh, in terms of SEC teams, Arkansas, I have them beating Colgate, uh, beating Texas Tech, mm-hmm. and then going down to Ohio State. I do too. Yep, yep. All right, now I'm changing it. Do it. Uh, Tennessee. Yep. I have them beating, beating Oregon State. That's my 12-5 upset. And then I have them losing to Oklahoma State. That's my 12-5 upset. I, uh, Tennessee has not impressed me either time they played Georgia, to be quite honest, and other times I've watched them this year. And didn't Oregon State just win the uh, Pac-12? Oh, I forgot one other. Uh, what? Oregon State? Or, uh, I can't remember. So so anyway, I, I'm going. All right, and the other SEC team, which I forgot to mention, is Florida. Going up against Virginia Tech in the first round, I have the Gators going out on the first day. We think alike. Damn. Sorry, man. Well, you going you to walk these back now? Nope. All right, here's my <laughs> final four. If I can find it on this uh, bracket here. See, if you wrote it down on the newspaper, it'd be right there in front of you. That's a good point. It's mm-hmm. just, uh, all right. I got Gonzaga against Alabama. Mm-hmm. Baylor against Illinois. I go with a lot of chalk here. And then I have uh, Gonzaga and Illinois in the finals. Your national champions, the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Yeah, I got Gonzaga winning it. But uh, I have Gonzaga against Michigan and then Ohio State against Oklahoma State. Because uh, Oklahoma State, I think, won the Big 12 and uh, are rolling pretty good. The experts believe they should have been at least maybe a, a, a at least a three seed, maybe a two seed, and they dropped in at four. So I think they might have a chip on their shoulder. All right, now let's do the women's. No, we're not doing that. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, why don't we get back into the spring? Let's do it. Spring football talk. Let's let's go to the combine yesterday, okay? No, 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 no. I, I want to talk combine. No, no, no. Oh, the combine. That wasn't the combine. That was called you know pro, I mean. pro day. Yeah, the pro day. The pro day. Um, I want to know what impressed you, or what were you, what what opened your eyes more? Was it the Eric Stokes blazing fast forty? I think maybe a four three, 
or the lack of reps from Ben Cleveland on the 225, where there was big talk that he might break, what, 56 reps, I think? 56? No, it was 49. Well, exactly. Yeah. But he was talking 56, I think. Was no, no, he, he just said beat it. All right, well, whatever. So anyway, he only got 30. What You're saying what was more buzzworthy? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I always kind of look at, you know, I mean, in general, you hear about how fast a guy is, and then when it comes to running the 40, it, it doesn't necessarily materialize that. Uh, it did with um, with Eric Stokes. So I'm going to say Stokes getting the, uh, you know, sub 4-3, 40 by most accounts. Uh, I'm going to give that uh, as the bigger deal. I mean, Cleveland did 30. He kind of set the bar too high for himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did run uh, like a 503 is what I had him. Um, Some reports had 485, I think. But. No, well, no, you know, SEC Network did have that at first, and then I think they walked it back because they ended up putting up higher numbers. And you know what? I actually uh, – so, you know, you're doing it on video mm-hmm. uh, off a of TV. Now, truthfully, I mean, we don't get a great vantage point when we're actually there in person. This year we're not there in person because of the uh, COVID-19 protocols. Um, but I, I did it on video, and then I watched it on a DVR – a couple, three times. And then I sent the video to someone else who was timing it also because I was just like, am I doing this too uh, slow? Like, because if they're saying 485, I don't want to shortchange the guy. <laughs> and then, I, you know, he came back, uh, the guy I sent it to, and he said, yep, I got about 5 also. So oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, still, that that's that's good for a, a big boy lineman like uh, like he is. Now, you know, when you, see, when you see him with his shirt off, I don't want this to get uh, too... Uh, you know, NC seventeen rated, but I mean, he's not a he's not a, a, a large, fat guy. If that's the right term. I mean, this guy's put together. I mean, he is he has a uh, you know not that globularly fat lineman type of look, and I don't want to put all linemen into that. He, I mean, he just looks like a strong country guy. Well, first of all, you know, and I wasn't watching all the the Zoom uh, to talk to players afterwards started at noon, so. Now, I did see some pictures of Ben, I think, was running the 40 with a shirt on. So I don't know exactly. Did he run the second one with a shirt off or did he? Do well, I, I, he might not have run it with his shirt off, but I, I did see him, yeah. you know, in the background. No, I mean, I, I wasn't struck by that because and I might have seen a photo with his shirt off. But what I'm talking about was when he did the Zoom, he was wearing some kind of tight body shirt. Or, you know, I don't know what exactly it was, but like I did notice that, like, you know, besides the broad shoulders and the muscles, his waist seemed to go in like like he was pretty fit, uh, and he was at down to I think he weighed at 343, which I think was down from when he got weighed at the Senior Bowl. Um, He's a big guy. Don't get me wrong, you know he looks country boy and strong. And the first time I saw him was uh, Stevens County came to North Oconee and uh, he he looked like you know he looked like he does now, and he he had that that jersey where it was almost like a midriff, and I was thinking to myself then I was like, dang. He's kind of a more fit guy than uh, than you might think for a guy that's weighs as much as he does. What else uh, jumped out at you? Did you watch the two-hour show? Most of it. Anything else? I mean, uh, to me, I was, you know, Richard LeCount's 40-time uh, wasn't, you know, exactly like you'd like to see for a, a safety. Um, I saw, I think it was Daniel Jeremiah, who is a former scout who works for NFL Network. He said, you know, well, that's disappointing. He's he put up a lot of good tape and, uh, you know, has really has shown what he can do during his four years at Georgia. So, you know, I don't think he was a guy that was going before day three anyway, So, which means fourth round or, or lower. Um, so, you know, it, it wasn't – I mean, I'm sure if he came out there and put up a really good 40 time, 
you know, be a different story. Maybe his stock would be going up. Yeah, did Tyson Campbell do enough? Uh, I mean, a four forty is a four four forty is a is a pretty good time for a guy that's kind of jumped up the draft boards in the past couple of weeks. I mean, I think it'll depend on he he was getting some conversation of of late first round and. You know, if there's a team there that that was already kind of invested in in studying him and thought he was a good fit with their scheme, um, I mean, he certainly has the size and and as you saw the speed. I think there's some questions about his ability to play a ball in the air. Um, you know, that's something that maybe uh, could be coached up better, or you know, who knows exactly. But I think he's certainly. I think both him and Stokes, you know, are top two round guys, and and Campbell has a chance to to slide into the first round. Oh, I know on that broadcast yesterday, there was a lot of talk about Aziz at twenty three. I think was a, a target they had kind of in mock drafts or whatnot. But I think some of those guys even thought that he might not he might not fall that far. I mean, he's a he's put together guy who, you know, proved it in games last year and looks the part even during the uh, pro day. Yeah, talk about a guy that really benefited by not opting out of the bowl game. Right. I mean, he ended his career with his with best safety, game. safety yeah. <laughs> in, a, in I mean, the last play. I mean, it certainly helped that um, Cincinnati's starting left tackle got uh, knocked out of the game. I think it was maybe targeting. by a targeting call. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he took advantage of that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he fits the bill as, as you know, as Leonard Floyd just got a payday, uh, you know, in the NFL with the Rams. I mean, Aziz seems like he could kind of, you know, follow in the, the footsteps of, of being another, you know, big time pass rusher that, that goes into the league from Georgia. Yeah, and uh, you know, getting back to the DBs and uh, spring practice, I know that Jamila Dye seems to be fitting right in it. Yeah, pro day was was different because there was no NFL combine this year, so. You had uh, it was kind of to a certain extent controlled or or at least kind of co-opted in terms of uh, the NFL and Georgia running it. Um, you had uh, people from all over the country. There's somebody from Brazil. There's something from uh, a site that I know Ryan is always goes to. I think was it Cheesehead Today or something like that. A Packers, big, big Packers site. Um, and we saw a different side of Monty Rice. If you haven't uh, seen the video. You might want to pull it up on YouTube. I mean, he just had tons of energy, uh, came in, was flashing up thumbs up sign and was uh, kind of bantering back and forth with some of the writers. And so I, I guess it's fair to say that, that Monty felt good about his day. Now, I didn't uh, get a chance to, to see him. Uh, I did see the 40. I didn't see much else of what he did, but um, uh, clearly he, he thought he helped himself. Uh, An interesting story came out about, you know, with what Kirby said about Monty Wright and his commitment. Uh, maybe he, he chose LSU and then called Kirby to say, well, I might have made a mistake or something. Yeah, I don't know if that was new. I feel like we wrote about that um, during his career. Um, maybe there was a, a new uh, hook to it, but certainly um, I think Monty shared some of that before. Okay. Um, some other guys uh, that worked out. Now, you know, one guy that didn't work out, that there was a lot of, you know, Georgia fans weren't happy that Jamie Newman was on the list initially to uh, to be at Georgia. Now, I think he was just on there because he got a combine invite, and the last school he was at was Georgia. Um, but I checked the day before um, and learned that he was going to be at Wake Forest Pro Day. He was not going to be at Georgia's. Um, so now DJ Daniel was interesting, uh, you know, kind of lost in the shuffle with yeah. these other cornerbacks. You know, he basically said, uh, you know, he can play uh, as a uh, kind of a lockdown 
um, you know, man-to-man corner and, uh, you know, not, not afraid to admit that, uh, you know, he's got a lot of confidence in his abilities. Yeah, and you think, uh, what was it, the Notre Dame game where he kind of knocked down the, the pass there at the end that uh, uh, kind of saved the game for the Bulldogs in a sense. I mean, it ended the game. So, uh, yeah, he is a guy. Another guy, Mark Webb, I feel like, uh, you know, he, he got his shot yesterday too, and he was a very consistent player for, for a couple years for Georgia. And I don't know if exactly where it will translate in the NFL, but I guess he had an inconsistent last year with the Bulldogs, though, so uh, didn't do much for himself then. But maybe he can – um, maybe he can, you know, get on with the team and, and succeed. Yeah, there was um, the Steelers had their head coach and general manager of the Falcons as well. Um, somebody else, like, uh, the uh, Mike Mayock, the former NFL Network analyst, now the GM for the Raiders, was also in town. So, um, you know, chance for Kirby to, to show all his NFL talent is one of the big stops. Georgia was tied for second, I think, uh, behind uh, probably – Actually, I don't think it was Bama. I think it was Ohio State maybe this year. Um, so another pro day is in the books, and the future uh, guys that will have NFL aspirations are on the practice field, as we mentioned. Uh, we'll talk about that and the Georgia women when we come back. All right, we talked a lot about the outgoing cornerbacks. I know Georgia is looking <laughs> for anybody to play the position. I think even Lewis Seen said the other day that he might have even gotten a look at, uh, uh, you know, the Georgia safety even got a look at cornerback at some point. So I guess it's uh, almost almost desperation mode there for the Bulldogs. Yeah, I mean, I guess it makes sense in terms of cross-training. I mean, I don't know if you're going to put a guy that's that started at safety. Uh, you might kind of patch up one area and create another. And, and, you know, I'm sure the Georgia hopes that they have enough guys that, that uh, are at the cornerback position now that they can count on, you know, Keely Ringo. Um, mm-hmm. Amir Speed. Uh, Brini is a, is a guy. Latavius Brini, probably at the star. Yeah. Could be a corner. Uh, some of the freshmen as well. So, um, I know, guess there's still the option of the market, the uh, the transfer portal or whatever. Yeah, now one of the guys uh, that left Clemson that was kind of talked about a lot got in some trouble, uh, got, a, got a arrested with a gun on his uh, lap, I guess, in a parked car. Mm. So you would think that would hurt his chances to come to a place like Georgia, but um, we'll see. I mean, sometimes, you know, you end up having a charge dropped or who knows what, but um, yeah, well, I mean, well, well, I'm sure Kirby will be asked about it today, kind of his initial impressions, and I imagine he's going to say it's too early and, uh, you know, you're not going to have any answers after two practices, and I'm, I'm presuming today is also in shorts. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, we heard from uh, Louis Cine. We heard from... Jamari Sawyer, who again again was asked, I think we asked him in December, kind of if he prefers playing left tackle, if he prefers playing guard, and you know he, he said the right thing, which is wherever they put me. Hmm. I think he said he was. Uh, what did he say? He was a. He can't, I can't remember. Did he say nose guard he played in, or somebody else said that? Maybe Kamarda. I, I don't remember. Kamarda played nose guard. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody some, <laughs> somebody did, but um, Sawyer, or maybe he said center, uh, which which I think he's actually has repped that spot. Um, Jamari in practice as well. So um, a lot of talk about Amarius Mims, who, uh, you know, can maybe make a run for some playing time at, at left tackle, a position that you expect he's going to eventually end up as, as mm-hmm. you know, as a five-star that came in. Kind of uh, you paired him with Brock Vandergriff, right? Kind of the two, you know, the quarterback and, the, and his tackle that will always watch his blind side and whatnot. So I could see that being an option, yeah. 
yeah, so we'll see what else uh, plays out. I mean, I, I don't know they're going to – you would think they would keep Warren McClendon at right tackle. Um, but, you know, it is early, and uh, we'll see. There's There's been some uh, some number changes, which I guess, I guess people get excited about. I, I saw it the other day. I noticed that Kendall Milton was uh, not wearing – 20, 26, was he last year? No, number 22. 22. He was just wearing number two. Oh, interesting. And there's a, uh, a host of other changes, which I haven't even dived all into yet. But um, actually, one thing that was interesting, I think uh, um, the freshman running back that arrived, um, La- from Lavasse Carroll, Carroll, he was wearing a duplicate number in terms of, uh, for an offensive guy. I can't remember what exactly what number it was, but, you know, the thought was, oh, maybe he's wearing that because he's going to be a, a DB mm-hmm. and not play running back. I see where you're going with that, yeah. Um, again, like I think I said last week on the podcast, you think about any athlete that can go both ways in high school, hey, don't count them out uh, for for <laughs> making that switch over to uh, to DB. Like I was going to say earlier, uh, Jamila Dye, new DB coach, he's, uh, I guess, bringing a lot of energy to his new position and uh, – uh, you know, he's got his work cut out for him. I know to to get those get those guys in the in the right order and whatnot. But uh, as you would imagine, a guy coming from a program like West Virginia to to Kirby Smart staff, there would be a lot of excitement uh, to get out there with those guys. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you hear about that with every new coach. Is like, oh, he has so much energy, and uh, you know, it's so great. He's getting he's he's bringing the juice and that kind of thing. But when they give you an example, like he was celebrating with us, he ran from one sideline to the other. Oh yeah, you know that that kind of you know visualizes it more, and you can really see it, and it's not just lip service. And so, and plus, he's a young guy. I think he's maybe thirty, late thirties, maybe. A former West Virginia player, you know, played the position. Um, he played in the secondary there, even against Georgia in the two thousand and five Sugar Bowl. In the yeah, in, in, the, in, Georgia, the, in the Georgia, yeah, game. yeah, Two, yeah, two thousand five season, two thousand six game. Uh, so you know, I, I think uh, certainly that's legit with, with him, and uh, some decisions to be made. Uh, you know how to how to play those guys, how to line them up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you go to onlineathens.com, besides your stories covering the uh, University of Georgia, we have a kind of a things to look for in recruiting. And, uh, you know, Gunnar Stockton obviously committed to the Bulldogs, but he's trying to bring along uh, Oscar Delp, a tight end out of uh, – out of uh, where is he from? Uh, I thought it was Buford, but my, my, my names are running together at the moment. Um, but anyway, uh, a big-time, I know, uh, local guy that everybody's looking for, uh, a week from today, so the 25th of March, uh, Malachi starts from up in Jefferson. Will be committing to Georgia, Clemson, or Alabama, and uh, that could be one of those uh, instant impacts next year as a five star in that secondary with it with a die. What time is he announcing? You know, I got it pulled up right here on a tweet, um, but I do believe Jeremy Johnson will be up there. Uh, Seeing where he's he's going to go, obviously, uh, I think he's a top fifteen recruit. You know, I got to see him at the uh, at the state championship this past year and several times last year during football season. And I mean, when when somebody has athlete next to their name, that uh, that is definitely what he is because he runs quarterback, he's a defensive back, and uh, just has speed for days. Uh, his announcement is at five thirty, by the way, at the uh, Jefferson Civic Center. All right. Uh, are you going to be uh, streaming that live on the online? Okay. We, I'll tell Jeremy to. Yeah, he might, he'll probably be the one going up there. 
All right. Well, uh, we'll probably talk. Wait, what day is that? The week from today? One week from today, right, March twenty right. fifth. All right. So we'll uh, we'll get the rundown on that. Ryan, uh, can you uh, can you give us a breakdown now on? Uh, the Georgia women's uh, path in the NCAA tournament? Yeah, so uh, did my brackets a couple times for the women. And uh, no, you know, again, I don't know how many times to, to say it without sounding uh, like a pessimist. But, I mean, this team needs to take that next step. I, you know, if you, you think back to three years ago when they had a great team and I think they finished 25-5 and five or 28-5, and five, the five losses were horrible losses to teams that were so much better than they were. And while they've improved on that this year, you almost feel like if they run up against a Connecticut or they run up against who, uh, you know, uh, South Carolina again, that they, they need to take that next step and, and jump over that hurdle. So I think an elite eight appearance would be, would be a great step for Joni Taylor in her program. But to fall in the second round, something like that, that would not be, that would not be ideal, and I wouldn't necessarily say the program is taking that right step. They, they seem to take, you know, they seem to be even. Like I said, four years ago, looked like they were taking, she was taking that program back to the Andy Landers days and had a slight drop-off. So um, they, they need to go at least Elite Eight this year. Wow. That's, a, that's Ryan Dennis putting a lot of pressure there on Journey Taylor and the dogs. That's and, true. Yeah. You know, I mean – it's a crapshoot. It's uh, it's about matchups. Uh, by the way, they will open Monday at noon against Drexel. Everything is in San Antonio. Although I think there's maybe I say San Antonio, the San Antonio area. Mm-hmm. You've been you've been to San Antonio, Ryan? No, I never have. And in fact, I've only flown into Dallas, and that's the only part of Texas I've ever been in. All right, I have been to San Antonio. This was uh, maybe four years ago. We did a little San Antonio. Actually, we were staying in Austin, which is maybe. I don't know exactly. Is it an hour maybe? I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty close. But I think they're going to play some games there, right? Yeah, they're playing. Okay. I think it's just maybe Monday, Tuesday games. Some of them. Not Georgia, but but that, that's one of the places. They're using six different venues in – or six different courts in five different venues. Um, you know what I did when I went to San Antonio? You did the river? Oh, I did that too. But yeah, I don't know. Went to the old rodeo. And how was that? Well, what it is, it's at the San Antonio Spurs Arena there. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That, that, is that, when is that in the year? Don't they leave for like a 20-game road trip? Yeah, it's like, in, it's like in February. Now, this yeah. was pre-pandemic. Yeah, right, right. So it's a rodeo and concert at the same time. There's Every day they have a different concert. Like, it's even pop, pop, like, pop bands, ho- country ho- bands. Oh, it's not like a big hoedown. Uh, I'm sure some of the days it was. Yeah, yeah. The day we were there, it was some pop band. I can't remember. Uh, but it was a good time. Um Got some good food in that area. Anyway, yeah, get, getting back to the Lady Dogs. Uh, got a story up on Online Athens. Did a story about Gabby Connolly. She is from San Antonio, so it's a huge homecoming for her. I'm um, going to have a lot of family there and uh, friends. And she's actually, though, dealing with an ankle injury that... Uh, yeah, I heard she hobbled in on a boot. Uh, I didn't see the boot. I did see the crutches. Right, right, right. So we'll see how that plays out. That would be a, uh, you know, if she's not at 100%. It could be dicey. Now, I don't think it's going to matter the first game, you would you would hope. Uh, but I believe they have maybe Oregon as the sixth seed in the next round. Yeah. So we'll see. Jenny Taylor's up for – I think she's one of four finalists for a National Coach of the Year award. So, Ryan, they're not going to take away that nomination 
even if they get bounced in the first two rounds. That's very true. But it looks like Ryan would not give her the <laughs> that's, eight. That's the what eight. I said. I don't want to sound like a pessimist because it has been a good year. And two uh, McDonald's All-Americans coming in next year. Yeah. Are you, now, will you, will you be watching the first four games tonight? Are you going to care about, yeah. uh, you know, the 11 versus 11 or 12? What is it? The other one is? Uh, it's 16-16, right? Yeah. You know, I'm not watching that 16. But I, I don't know that 11-11 is a. Uh, oh yeah, that's gonna be. We Mich- got a UCLA Michi- against uh, Michigan State. Michigan State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Emily went to Michigan State. Got Ten- her doctorate from there, so I guess I'll pull for them by default. 10 p.m. tip, I think. Oh, is that what it is? I know. What is it? Four, six, eight, and ten. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I, you know, I uh, I usually flip onto those just to see what's going on. I won't say that I'm into it like the tournament itself so are oh are they playing all like they're playing 32 games friday and 32 saturday uh are they are they yeah uh yeah i mean there's a full slate i think tomorrow isn't there right but you know they usually do like wait no it'd be it'd be 16 games so 16 tomorrow i can't keep it yeah i mean today would have been the day that was are they playing sunday and monday is what i'm asking in the in the 32 because the tournament doesn't officially start until friday I i can't remember Anyway, it's different this year. Yeah. They're very different. And, and like the the play-in teams, they'll play Saturday, right, in their first games? So, couple uh, – you, you mentioned, obviously, you know, Georgia in the tournament this year. And, you know, we, we need to do a little wrap on, on that before we get out of here on, on the Georgia basketball season. And um, before we do, I'll just mention some connections uh, to Georgia in this tournament. Former Georgia uh, forward, I guess he was, Rodney Howard. Uh, we mentioned that Georgia Tech had an injury – he could be getting some more PT in this game. About that guy, yeah. Um, also, uh, I believe Nick Claxton has a brother that plays for Winthrop. I did not know that. But yeah. that's their hometown area, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, well, he's from – he was in Greenville, I think. Claxton. Where's Winthrop? It's up. up. Winthrop's uh, Rock Hill. Is it? Okay. Up, up I mean, that's still – well, I'd call that pretty close. It's up more towards Charlotte. But speaking of Nick Claxton, he's, he's you know, having a pretty good input into Brooklyn right now. Yeah. Have you kept up with that? I, uh, well, I just want to double-check to make sure Claxton is with uh, with the Winthrop because I don't want to put that out wrong. But um, – and the other thing is uh, – you know, Mark Fox didn't didn't get close to the NCAA tournament this year. Yeah, with, they had a bad year with Cal, but his son is a walk on at Clemson. Who was I think? Is he still there? Yeah, he's still there. Okay, I think he played in three games this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, I've got them losing in the first round. Who do they play? It was a Chase, Chase Claxton plays at Winthrop. I just googled his name. Uh, six seven sophomore from Greenville, South Carolina. Um, Charles Claxton is his father. The Georgia. Legend, yeah. You know, Nick was a little. I mean, he wasn't. He was a three star, I think. In terms of, um, that's a good question. He might have been a four. I can't remember. Seemed like he was a three. Cause I was like, ah. I mean, are they just going after this guy? Cause he's a. I mean, his dad. That guy really blossomed in that second year under under Crean. Let, let's let's talk about this Georgia season. What is your takeaway uh, for this Georgia basketball season that just ended? Um, you know. Is it uh, is it a step forward? Is it is it more of the same? How do you view that? I think uh, inconsistency. I think it was more of the same in a sense that, you know, two years ago, even with Edwards, Anthony Edwards on the team, they could build a 22-point lead and then lose by double figures, you know, and have that lead in the second half. It wasn't as much of that this year, but – it was like they never would build that lead. You know, either they, they either they'd build that lead and hang on to it, or they'd get blown out in games like the South Carolina. I mean, Arkansas has proven to be a, a good team, but 
you still feel like they should compete in every game. And when they go out and, you know, beat LSU like they did at home and then turn around and lose to South Carolina by 30, that's the inconsistency of a team that something's not clicking right at all times. And so they need to be more where they either need to have that mindset that they can win every game or at least compete in every game and not have those moments where they just don't show up for whatever reason that is. Yeah, I would say it was a small step forward um, just in terms of SEC wins. Uh, I do agree with you. If you have the same record uh, in the conference, uh, which is, was 7-11, and 11, I guess. Um, isn't that right? It was went to yeah. from 5-7. to seven. Mm-hmm. And, and those losses uh, were all you know, except for maybe one or two respectable. I mean, you're going to get blown out on occasion, but to have five games of 18 points or more where, you know, the bottom kind of fell out on, on some of those games, um, yeah, that, that I think is what rubs fans the wrong way. I mean, if you're losing a, a three-point game to South – if you're losing a three-point game to South Carolina, it's not a good day. Mm-hmm. But when you're getting your, your butts kicked a, a couple of times, um, you know, that's a problem. Yeah. Uh, I do think that, you know – the grad transfers that that cream brought in um turned out to be you know guys that were contributors um you know they're, they're not they weren't necessarily obviously all sec caliber players you know you're probably not going to get that and you know it's going to be important to, to hit the right ones again this year given where the recruiting is now um now are Kyer and horn are they done i mean I, the whole eligibility thing is confusing to me uh, there's no word on that yet. I mean, Tom Crean said that these three guys could come back. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be surprised if they all three did. You know, and we're talking yeah, Garcia's the Gar- Garcia, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm not going to uh, try to forecast exactly you know which one might or which one might not. Um, the key thing to me is you know maybe get one or two of those guys to come back, um, go out and get another couple of grad transfers that can be uh, impact players, preferably a post guy, Mm. uh, somebody that that can affect uh, the interior, that that can be a rim protector. Um, But you got to keep Tumani Kamara, Katie Johnson, Mm -hmm. uh, and Severe Wheeler, Savir Wheeler. (laughs) Uh, You have to keep those guys intact. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and I, that's what I mean. Roster turnover is, uh, you know, a thing now in college basketball w- with the easy ability to transfer. Um, but you know, you can't just overhaul your roster year after year after year unless you're a Kentucky or a Duke. And we saw with those teams this year didn't work out in this pandemic season. Um, I think Georgia's got a chance to get closer to the bubble if you can get the, that trio back. But the thing with North Carolina or Duke or. For the most part, uh, you know, North Carolina, but Kentucky especially, is their overhauls are five, six, five-star recruits every year. You know, you can't keep doing that with Georgia. I think, you know, you got to build a solid foundation of those guys like Savir and Tumani and KD and build on those guys. So when they are juniors and seniors, then uh, you might have something if you can, you know, keep building up uh, – at least decent decent recruits behind them. You can't go over like uh, seems like Tom has done sometimes. He did bring in KD this past year, and that was that was good at times. But yeah. All right. When, when we uh, return next week, maybe we'll give you a little bracket update. We'll we'll see uh, who's doing better. Ryan's going to pick up uh, lunch next week if he uh, is losing, and if I'm losing, um, maybe a cup of coffee. I don't. Know. <laughs> yeah. I see how this is going. <laughs> yeah. That sounds good. I feel good about mine.
But all, right, all right, everyone, enjoy uh, some basketball. Enjoy uh, seeing, I guess it'll be some video clips coming from Georgia since it's closed. We can't really shoot video or shoot photos out there, but hopefully by the fall, things will uh, get closer to normal. Uh, and, uh, you know, we'll uh, have a ready uh, full go. By the way, uh, last thing mm-hmm. I didn't mention, what do you make of uh, G-Day going only uh, on SEC Network Plus? Yeah, that was odd. Uh, I would be mad if I was every team but Alabama, right? I mean, is this a way for them to try to get people to subscribe? To I ESPN mean, maybe, Plus? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we get that around here. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, just it, I, I would I would probably bring it up <laughs> if I were a Kirby Smart or whoever else around the SEC that Alabama's the only team getting free viewing. Well, they all get it. They all get the same check from the, uh, you know, the, the TV contracts. I don't think they're complaining. That's what's paying for these facilities, and uh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, you know, partly, and, and all these big salaries. Forty-eight million dollars or something to each team. It's ridiculous. All right, everybody, uh, have a great week. We'll uh, talk to you next time. See you later.